This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 27th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Uh, good morning, everybody. Doing good. It is a, uh, what is it? Day? It's a hump day. Wednesday. It's the middle of the week, January 27th. Yeah, I'm good. A little tired, but uh, ready for another fun episode. Yeah, we're uh, almost halfway through the week. Uh, obviously, uh, not as far as shows go. We didn't do one Monday. Had a great show yesterday. Hoping to continue that through to Friday. But, uh, you know, regardless, we're here. We're here for your entertainment, and uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, have you ever had a job or a position at your job that was so easy you thought, eh, maybe a monkey could do it? Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely had positions like that. Um, throughout my career, I mean, most of my career has been with Costco, but I mean, realistically, the video store and uh, teleperformance, yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> pretty simple. Not, not too hard, right? Pretty yeah. standard, pretty straightforward, yeah. Well, all that goes to say that Target is joining Costco in the latest uh, as the latest company to drop Choco, Chaco, Chaco. We'll call it Chaco. Coconut milk over allegations of forced monkey labor. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, said the retailers will no longer sell the products because of its alleged ties to monkey labor. Chaco's Thai suppliers accused of forcing monkeys to pick coconuts from the trees. In a statement to USA Today, Target said it takes those claims seriously and removed the product in November. By dropping Chaco, Target is joining thousands of stores that refuse to profit from chained monkeys' misery. PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman said in a statement, PETA exposes, uh, exposés have confirmed that Thai coconut producers are exploiting monkeys and lying about it, so there's no excuse for any grocery store to keep Chaco on its shelves. According to PETA, 26,000 stores, including chains Wegmans, Food Lion, and Stop and Shop, have cut ties with the coconut milk brand. Chaco has denied the allegations. It previously said it audited its coconut plantations using, third, uh, using a third party and found no use of monkeys for coconut harvesting. So uh, in this case, uh, it is a job that is so easy that a monkey could do it, but probably not for the, uh, the best reasons. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's different. Now, being that uh, obviously you're a Costco guy, uh, does Choco coconut milk uh, ring any bells? Is coming through? Mm, no, I was gonna say I don't. I've never heard of the brand. I had. I mean, a- I'm sure. I'm sure if I've seen it. It maybe, but it didn't look, didn't sound familiar. I'd have to see it. Yeah, it's one of those things where you may recognize the logo as opposed to the name itself. But uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like coconut milk to begin with, or coconut water for that matter. I don't like the coconut water. Yeah, no, we didn't carry. Wow, that was the canned coconut milk. Maybe we did carry that at one point. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean the brand doesn't even look. Uh, it doesn't strike me as familiar, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I do like uh, almond. As weird as it is, I like almond coconut milk uh, for like my smoothies. I do enjoy that. Yeah, if but I, I but I like coconut though. I'm a, I'm a big coconut guy. So yeah, I like coconut too. Coconut oil makes everything sort of taste like coconut. If I have to go with a milk alternative, it's going to be almond milk. But uh, yeah. you know, and but obviously- as far as like you said. Um, you know, coconut water, though, like the Vita Coco, yeah, not a big fan yeah. of that. Yeah, and the good sells, news... Sells really well, though. The good news with almond milk is that uh, you won't have the chance of finding a uh, monkey hair uh, as you would, you know, maybe in the coconut milk, so... This is true, so... <laughs> All right, folks, well, it is Wednesday. We have a wonderful show lined up for you. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! It is hump day, and as we do on Wednesdays, you know, words are hard, and we're going to be talking about that. We have a topic called Say What? Snooze Edition. Our call-in topic today is another edition of Streaming Wars. This time, it's music streaming services. What's the best music streaming service and why? We have missed connections. We round out the day with This Day in History, but of course, Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 27th. Now we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you have monkeys doing work for you. We want to know about it. Just give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now to the second segment of this show... And that means Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. As I said earlier, it's Wednesday, January 27th, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. Godzilla vs. Kong, a North American release date, has been pushed back, but only by a few days. The movie will debut in theaters... And HBO Max, March 26th internationally, and now March 31st domestically. After they were so happy they moved up, they just moved back a few days. Babylon 5 and Lost Actress Mira Furlan uh, had passed away this last week at 65. 
I can't tell you what her characters were, but uh, she has that familiar face. Like, if you saw her, you'd be like, oh, okay, I've seen her before. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Krang Pop exclusive launches at the Funko Fair. You can uh, pre-order that if you're into collecting toys. I threw that in because it's a slow Flippo Fast Five news week. That's okay. Mascot Records will release the 15th anniversary limited edition vinyl pressings of Volbeat's debut, The Strength, The Sound, The Songs, on March 26th. You can get a glow-in-the-dark pressing, which will be available in all shops and online, while a limited number of unique marble editions will be available through Volbeat.dk and EMP. Actually, very cool-looking records if you are a vinyl collector. And uh, disappointing news, no one was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling requests removal from writer's ballot. Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling um, were actually the top three, and uh, they have only one more year to actually be declared Hall of Famers. Uh, Schilling led at 71%, Bonds at 61.8%, and Clemens at 616 Since no one got the 75% of the vote for the third time in MLB history, Nobody makes the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. The MLB Hall of Fame, the way they do the process is a joke. Yeah. (laughs) That is your Filippo Fast Five. And now we'll roll on to the entertainment news. Oops, I dragged that a little too high. (laughs) Movie theaters uh, predicted to rebound uh, in 2023. Due to the ongoing COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, 2020 was the biggest drop in the global box office in four decades. Only about two and a half months worth of movies were released by studios under the usual circumstances of releases before it all came crashing down. Box office fell 80% and the worldwide tallies fell 70% when compared to 2019. Things are starting to look grim for 2021 as well, though. With movie release dates set for spring and summer... Um, delayed until fall or the first part of 2022. In a new report, though, one veteran analyst points when Hollywood can start expect things to be normal, and it's going to be a while. According to Eric World, an analyst for B. Riley Securities via Deadline, 2023, did I say 2023? I added 2023. Wow. <laughs> 2023 will be a year for box office records. Um, so... They're anticipating that with all the movies that have been shot, ready to release, that they're going to be able to uh, bring that back up. Uh, They're expecting a $12.19 billion domestic take between Disney um, and everything else. So uh, we'll we'll have to see because the current schedule, they already have movies currently scheduled for 2023, like uh, Willy Wonka's prequel movie, Wonka. Right. it said, anticipated sequel to Shazam, Fury of the Gods on June 2nd, Mad Max uh, prequel, Patty Jenkins Helm Star Wars Squadron, which I'm not really excited about anymore, <laughs> and the James Gunn's Guardian of the Galaxy 3, which doesn't have a date yet. So, right. yeah, 2023 does have stuff on the docket, but man, I want to see stuff that's supposed to be out in 2020. I want to see stuff that's supposed to be out in 2021, but it makes sense. If you push it back, when you eventually release it, things get normal. Of course, you're going to break records. I mean, it's just it's what you're going to do. Just the way it goes. Uh, Robert Kirkman's Invincible TV series will premiere on Amazon in March. Um, his adaptation is now just a little two months away as the streaming service announced the first three episodes of the animated series will debut on Amazon Prime Video on March 26th. Invisible, <clears throat> sorry, in 
Invincible will star Steven Yoon from The Walking Dead and J.K. Simmons, um, who's Joe Jana, he's Jameson from uh, the Spider-Man movies. J. Jonah Jameson, um, yep. As it follows Mark Grayson, the son of an extraterrestrial superhero known as Omni-Man, Mark later inherits his father's abilities, including great strength, flight speed, and some invulnerability, and becomes the superhero known as Invincible. He also discovers his father's race. The Voltramites don't exactly have a peaceful intention towards Earth. Amazon also released an extended clip from the series, which finds Mark enjoying some superpower bonding time with his father. Um, in addition to Steven Yeun and J.K. Simmons, Invincible also stars the voices of Sandra Oh, Seth Rogen, Jillian Jacobs, Andrew Reynolds, Zazie Beetz, Mark Hamill, Walter, Walton Goggins, Jason Mantezukis, Mae Whitman, and more. While speaking during the virtual New York Comic Con last year, Robert Kirkman said the series will be following the comics very closely, but they're going to be putting a little spice in there to keep you guys guessing. So... Um, another comic book show uh, done by Robert Kirkman. Obviously, this little thing called The Walking Dead was quite successful on AMC. Something tells me this will be this will catch pretty well on Amazon Prime. Yeah, he's, he's got a, the comics. He's got a little bit of a track record uh, for making good stuff, so uh, I think it it should go well. You've got a great voice cast. I uh, never got into the comics though. You know, it, unfortunately, Walking Dead was the only one in those uh, Skybound uh, image later image comics that I really followed. Um, but other than that, I uh, have no idea what it is. But I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, if it's it, it'll probably be somewhere along the line of the boys. So good pickup for Amazon to have another uh, property in their arsenal for their streaming service. Definitely. So, um, in the world of books, uh, Star Wars announces Skywalker: A Family at War. The Skywalker saga is complete. Now it's time for the Star Wars to look back at the entire Skywalker family. Lucasfilm has announced Skywalker. A Family at War, a biographical, a bi, biographical history of the family. Words are hard for me today, apparently. <laughs> it is of Wednesday. A family of Anakin, Luke, and Leia. Writer Kristen Baver will examine the triumphs and tribulations of the Skywalkers by studying the Skywalker saga movies as well as canon novels, comics, and other materials that shed light on the Skywalker story. The book will trace the Skywalker family lineage from Shimmy Skywalker during the prequel trilogy era through Rey, taking the name at the end of the sequel trilogy. I'm so thrilled to be able to tell the story of the Skywalkers through the lens of the biographer. Uh, from the outset, I knew I wanted to treat the family as if they were real people with compassion and empathy, while simultaneously crafting an unflinching portrait of their accomplishments and their failures. These characters are larger than life, yet so fragile and unmistakably human. And that comes into focus when you study how their actions impact the greater galaxies of their family. So then she goes on how she was a Star Wars fan. Um, you can pre-order this now on Amazon.com. If you're a Star Wars fan, this might be a fun little piece. And if anything, it's really fun for the author to get to do it. Really cool cover, though. It's got Vader on the front. It's got some TIE fighters and uh, X-Wings on uh, one side shooting the vintage lasers with uh, Luke holding his blue saber and then Leia with... Uh, with her old classic buns and a shooter. So good, <laughs> good, 
good artwork on there too. My only question is, do we really need sort of a retrospective look at the Skywalker family? I mean, if you even have a passing knowledge of the Star Wars movies, you 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 know the Skywalker family. You know what's happened. You know where they came from to where they ended up. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go from here. You know, are they going way into the future? Are they looking way into the past? Um, you know, for me, I'm probably going to pass on it just because it's a. I already know about the Skywalkers. <laughs> yeah, no, and if you're going to spend some money on a good Star Wars book off Amazon, get that Star Wars encyclopedia. That thing is really neat because that covers everything Star Wars. Um, you'll, you'll even know what the littlest of characters' names are in their little story. So that one's probably a little bit better of a buy. So, But, you know, I digress. You, you guys, I just throw it out there for you. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter might be coming back. It looks like with both Star Wars and the Marvel Cinematic Universe making the leap to television, it's only a matter of time before old Harry followed suit. HBO Max is now offering the longtime Warner Brothers juggernaut a streaming platform. It's time for Harry Potter to join the ranks of the prestige TV. According to The Hollywood Reporter, there are talks of a live-action Harry Potter TV project going on at Warner Brothers and HBO Max. The article from THR did note these conversations are very early in the stages. No writers, no talent are currently attached to any specific projects at the moment. It appears the executives at HBO Max and Warner Brothers are actively working on a way to bring the Harry Potter franchise to TV, and they are listing, listening to pitches from various writers about how they can make that happen. At this time, there isn't a concrete answer or direction. Direction Executives from both HBO Max and Warner Brothers told THR that there isn't a specific series in any stages. It's just conversations at this point, but they'd like to get it up there. I don't know if you guys, if you're Harry Potter fans, I know you are, you and Jess are getting back into the Harry Potter uh, movies. Yeah. I don't know. I think you got to be a hardcore Harry Potter fan, maybe the right project. I'm not 100% sure what you would tell, but uh, what yeah. do you think on that? Oddly enough, uh, we are right in the middle of watching the Harry Potter series. Some movies are better than others, and I think it's really a, a director-type thing. Um, but, yeah, you need the right story. You know, you've got the Fantastic Beasts movies that, uh, you know, they're working on making the third one right now, which aren't quite as fun or as good as the Harry Potter series, uh, mostly because of Eddie Redmayne. He just mumbles and, you know, not, not a big fan of him as an actor. But if they figure out a way to bring it back to TV without retelling the books, um, I think it could work. All right. That's good. And then lastly in TV, before we roll on to the birthday, I only got one birthday today, <laughs> America's Most Wanted revival was ordered at Fox. Criminals beware, Fox is bringing back one of its past signature programs that were responsible for putting away many wanted criminals behind bars. America's Most Wanted is set for a revival, but one key element is going to be missing from the new season. Emmy-winning journalist Elizabeth Varas will host the new launch of America's Most Wanted and will succeed John Walsh, who was the face of the original program during its initial run. Walsh hosted 25 seasons of America's Most Wanted, which wow. ran from 1988 to 2011. At the time of its cancellation, America's Most Wanted was the longest-running program in the network's history, but has since been surpassed by The Simpsons. Despite John Walsh not being involved with the new show, Walsh has given his blessings to any new take by saying... Capturing dangerous fugitives, bringing justice to victims, and finding missing children is my lifetime's work. 
I'm so excited to hear America's Most Wanted is coming back, and I support its return. God bless. Walsh could also appear on the program if its current commitments allow him to do so. The new America's Most Wanted will have the same goal as its predecessor, and that's to get the public's help to track down some of the country's most dangerous and elusive fugitives. The new twist being added to the show is taking advantage of technology and other avenues that will make it even easier for the country to help crack down some of the cases. Social media, which wasn't at all prevalent during the original run of the show, will play a key role in catching the fugitives that have eluded justice. Um, giving viewers instant connection to the AMW team. Um, so this show, I'm just going to get through it because it's really long. Uh, <laughs> and America's Most Wanted will stay very current by filming two to three days before the episode airs and after the previous episode has run. So it'll always be, and they will update the status of all the criminals. So it will be more modern time. It will be something that will be running repeats. Um, but it looks the episodes will be available on Fox Entertainment's Tubi, as well as Fox Now and Hulu, and it launches live on Fox in March. So, and I saw the preview, uh, the promo the other day, and my only thought with that is that you know the original America's Most Wanted uh, was before the time of streaming and DVR and all of that, and so a ton of people were watching it at any given time. Whereas now, they've got such a limited audience with all of those technologies. So we'll see how well it does, how long it lasts. Yeah, that's uh, we'll, we'll welcome it back, and uh, that's it. That's your entertainment news for today, and now your one whopping birthday. That's, that's really it's my birthday. I couldn't really do a pun on this guy because I've just seen him in a lot of things, but I don't know his personal characters. So <laughs> stand-up comedian and actor who voiced it, who voiced the rat Remy in the animated film Ratatouille and played the role of Spencer Olchin on TV's Kings and Queens, Patton Oswalt's 51. That's it. Happy All birthday, right. Patton Oswalt. Quick and easy. Well, folks, that does it for your entertainment news. When we come back, it is Wednesday, and that means words are hard. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 27th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Um, forgot where I was going with that. Oh, you can get a hold of us on Facebook or on social media at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, it is Wednesday, and as we like to do on Wednesdays is explore the English language and what makes it weird or silly or just plain hard. It is another edition of Words Are Hard. (laughs) Today, we are revisiting our old friend idioms. Idioms are uh, phrases that have sort of become... 
commonplace in the world today that, uh, you know what, they mean something, but you never not quite know where they came from. And so, Tony, I'm going to throw some idioms at you, see if you know what the meaning is, and then I'll go ahead and explain the origins behind them. For instance, okay. let's go ahead and kick off with bite the bullet. If I tell you to bite the bullet, what are you doing? You, you're asking me to go ahead and just swallow my pride and just do it. Exactly. You're enduring something difficult or unpleasant, but you're doing it anyway. Well, the origin, uh, you know, this expression was first recorded in the 1891 novel, In the Light That Failed. It is said to have derived from the practice of having a patient clench a bullet between their teeth as a way to cope with extreme pain felt during a surgical procedure without anesthetic. It has also been suggested to have evolved from the British Empire expression to bite the cartridge, dating back to the Indian rebel, uh, Rebellion of 1857. In addition, the phrase chew a bullet holds a similar meaning and dates back to at least 1796. So, uh, yeah, when I saw that, I figured it was it had to do with some sort of surgical procedure where you're just biting down and hoping not to pass out from the pain because uh, that would not be fun. No, that would definitely not be fun at all. <laughs> Let's move on with words are hard. <laughs> Tony, if you're going to break the ice, what are you doing? Um, start a conversation and uh, be the first one to do it. Exactly. End a conflict, initiate a friendship, start a conversation. Well, this phrase originates from the 1580s, referring to the carving of ice to create passages for ships on trade routes. Oftentimes, the ships would get stuck in the ice during the winter. The receiving country would send small ships to break the ice in order to make way for the trade ships. And I'd imagine that they uh, probably made a few friends along the way as well. Yeah, that's... Uh... It's interesting to see where these come from because you do hear them all the time. Yeah, and you know, you just sort of say them in passing conversation and uh, never really understand the meaning behind it, but that's what we're here for. That's why we do words are hard. <laughs> Tony, if I ask you to turn a blind eye, what are you doing? You're asking me to pretend I didn't see what I just saw. Just keep going about my business. I saw nothing. Exactly. It's to ignore something. Well, during the Battle of Copenhagen in 1801, the commander of British forces, Admiral Sir Hyde Parker, signaled to Admiral Horatio Nelson to stop attacking a fleet of Danish ships using a system of signal flags. Nelson raised his telescope up to his blind eye and said, I really do not see the signal and continued attacking. After his success, Sir Hyde Parker was disgraced and Nelson became commander-in-chief of the fleet. Um, obviously, he had a, a bum eye and uh, was just being sort of cheeky about it that uh, he didn't actually see the signals. Hence, we get the phrase, turn a blind eye. It's great to uh, see where that comes from. So that's awesome. Yeah. Here's one, Tony, on Words Are Hard. What if you're caught red-handed? Ah, uh, you're busted. Uh, hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. I mean, you are literally caught red-handed is the... I don't know where the red-handed comes from, but I'm sure we're about to find out. But you just that got caught doing something you weren't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you were caught in the act. Well, this one is dating back to Scotland in 1432. This term refers to an old English law that sought the punishment of any person who butchered an animal that wasn't his own. In order to be convicted, he had to be caught with the animal's blood still on his hands, hence caught red-handed. 
That makes sense now. Okay. All right. All right, let's move on with Words Are Hard and our uh, origins of idioms. <laughs> Oddly enough, you know what's not in here is the origin of the word idiom. I'll have to look huh. that up one day. In any case, uh, Tony, if you're going to let your hair down, what are you doing? You're just going to let loose and have a good time. You're going to let all your worries out the window, no stress. You're just letting it down and you're going to have fun. <laughs> exactly. You're relaxing or behaving in an uninhibited manner. Well, this phrase was first referenced in John Cotgrave's The English Treasury of Wit and Language, published in 1655. During the 17th century, women were obliged to wear elegant hairdos that were normally pinned up. It was only during brushing or washing that their hair was let down. The term used for this at the time was disheveling. Today, the term disheveled refers to someone who was untidy. However, back then, it applied specifically to hair which was unpinned. And hence, you know, women at the end of the day would just let their hair down. Let it down, baby. <laughs> Here's one that I'm sure you get all the time on Words Are Hard. What if I'm busting your balls, Tone? You're just giving me a hard time. You, you, you know, you're just uh, having a fun expense, you know, laugh at my expense, but in a good manner. You know, it's like a rib. You're just poking fun. Exactly. Well, it's a slang term, obviously, referring to working hard or being punished, you know, in a, a justful way. Well, believe it or not, this expression arose out of the painful method of castrating a bull's balls. This common practice involved breaking a calf's testicles to turn them from a bull to a steer. Ooh, I, I much prefer the uh, idiom to the actual meaning of it because... Eh. No, thank you. E, no, thanks. Yeah, there's this uh, place in uh, my uncle's new town, Severance, and uh, they have this restaurant. I don't know if it's like Ray's. I could be wrong on the little uh, restaurant there, but they're famous for Rocky Mountain oysters. So. Yeah, no famous thanks. for them. No, thanks. thanks. All right, Tony, if I ask you. Not to let the cat out of the bag. What am I asking you not to You're do? asking me not to uh, reveal the secret, to keep it to myself, keep the surprise to myself uh, before you let it out. Yes. Unlike the popular secret where if you will it, it will happen. No, you don't want to divulge a secret. Well, this one was first recorded in the 16th century. This phrase stems from shifty farmers at markets who committed fraud by substituting a cat for a piglet in a bag. If someone let the cat out of the bag, the deceit was uncovered, which makes a lot of sense. All right, and then finally, let's move on with our last idiom in Words Are Hard. Tony, if I said my ears were burning, what does that mean? Somebody's talking about you. Exactly. Well, in Roman times, it was believed that a tingling or burning sensation in the ears meant that a person was being talked about by others. The ancient belief that left uh, that the left-hand side signifies evil and the right hand for good also applies. Therefore, if a person's right ear was burning, then he was being praised. But if a burning left ear, uh, it indicated that he was the subject of evil intent. So uh, if your ears are burning, just keep an eye on which one it is and uh, know it's either good or bad. 
But that's folks, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right ear usually when I have that. <laughs> I just didn't know the difference between it, so that's cool. And that's a good thing. People are talking good about you. Well, folks, that does it for Words Are Hard on this Wednesday. When we come back, we've got a segment called Say What? We'll be back in just a few. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 27th. We've made it to the final segment of the first hour, but don't fret. There is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic of streaming wars, music streaming services. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, about 20 and all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now this segment, which we've titled, Say What? Is something we're revisiting. It's talking about uh, funny things that people have said in their sleep. The reason I brought this up is because uh, Jesse, my fiance, is known to... Uh, say things and do things in her sleep that uh, she doesn't quite recall in the morning. And just yesterday uh, morning, she hopped out of bed in the middle of the night, sure that there were spiders climbing all over. And of course she asked me, did you see them? There were no spiders. She was just dreaming. She climbed back into bed and promptly passed out. But uh, you know, every once in a while, people say some funny, funny things in their sleep. Now, Tony, before I go to our uh, list of funny things, um, any people talking in their sleep, anything that you can think of that uh, really come to mind as uh, kind of humorous to you? Yeah, I like to just randomly say, oh, then this, it didn't link to that. The soundbite did not work because all of a sudden it does not link up to uh, stereo. Ah, okay. but we, we, we got Missed a... opportunity there on the uh, soundbite, but it was supposed to say, I'm Batman. Yeah, but, we got a very um, soft one, but that's okay. Yeah, no, it worked before the show started. So I guess if that's the only technical glitch, that's not a big deal. We'll take it. However, um, I don't know. It's just me at the house, so if I say anything... It's good. Now, I've woken up in a panic thinking I'm somewhere else. I've definitely done that. I'm sure I've I've talked. My ex-wife, she used to have conversations when she was asleep. Okay. So she'd be in the dream, and like she would respond. So I'm like, who's, who's this? Oh, he's my friend. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's he doing? He's on a bike. So then the next day, I'd ask her, like, hypothetically, I don't know who the guy was but i'm like who's who's tom she goes who and i go what bike was he riding she goes what do you she goes i had a dream about some dude named tom on a bike and i was like yeah i know you told me about it. she goes no how could i have told you about it? i'm like well how could i have known about your dream right so you know so yeah there's but as far as that crazy panic like the spiders no i haven't seen that now i have had the drowning dreams too where i've like drowned Ooh, yeah. or something and then woke up and i was gasping for air so i've had right. those or you have that falling dream where you're starting to fall oh. asleep and you're ah! yeah. yeah and at the last second 
<laughs> you wake up that startled and you look around like, ooh, was it real? Exactly. You know what might be fun to do is take one of your uh, ring cameras and uh, stick it in your room just to see if you do anything at night. But uh, Just to watch? Yeah. Exactly. I should go back and watch the ones I pass out on the couch. There you go. Because there's a lot of video of me on the couch just sitting there while the TV just plays. <laughs> well, folks, let's go ahead and get into... Say what? Funny things people have said in their sleep, for instance, uh, this from Twitter user Joanna Hardy said, Good morning to everyone except my partner who, at 2 a.m. mid-dream, sat bolt upright in bed and terrifyingly shouted into the dark, Will there be a buffet? It's it's a good question. You know, you want to know, is it self-serve? Is it a buffet? Is it catered? Um, You know, in your sleep, probably a good thing to know. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on. Say what? This from Twitter user Angel Story says, My ex, who works in restaurants, used to take orders out loud in his sleep. So I used to mess with him saying things like, Excuse me, I ordered the coffee cake, or this steak is overcooked. And he got so flustered and saying things like, Right away, ma'am. Hilarious every time. And again, that's uh, like what you were saying, Tony, where it's a little bit of give and take. You know, you... Uh, you feed them a little line and they respond in their dream, which is kind of interesting that uh, that can happen at all. Yeah, it's it's nuts, especially when they can respond to it. Um, she was really notorious for doing that and could have a conversation. You're like, are you really asleep or are you really awake? And she was always asleep. So, hey, you know, the, the brain does weird things uh, when it's at rest. Uh, here's one. Say what? A little bit about what we were just talking about from Twitter user Tim Boxel says, As an active dreamer, I took to recording myself. The finest idiocy was me giving a 15-minute interview on the validity of cloning dinosaurs, cutting off their heads, gluing them onto headless corpses, then reanimating them as a workforce for Aldi. Boy, I want to know what this guy's dreaming because that's crazy. Yay. Sorry, I... Yeah. (laughs) Tony's trying to figure out his uh, soundboard, uh, so uh, Mm -hmm. I I think he muted. I muted during that, that, so I I was trying. I made my response, but it was muted, so. (laughs) All right, well, let's move on with. Say what? Snoozing edition of people uh, talking talking in their sleep, basically. Uh, This from Twitter user Mark Blacklock says, Much better than a partner who rises bold upright slowly, silently, as if from the grave turns her head to look at you in the darkness and then after a full 20 seconds that's a long time to be stared at in the dark lies back down thought i was going to be murdered in my sleep that's a that's scary that is terrifying yeah uh friday chimed in and said her daughter uh well we all know friday is but uh that she has a video of Annabella just standing there and staring off in her sleep. I've actually seen that video. It's like in night vision mode, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, and those are the creepiest creepy. because they give uh, you know people those like white eyes. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like just standing there. It's nuts. Actually, anytime living alone. So anytime like the uh, stuff goes off in the house for the like my notification, it always worries me a smidge. Like, I expect there to be something weird standing right. there. Right, it's a good, so good, far, good, good ghost. Has, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on with say what. 
this from Twitter user Acacia Rose says, one night my sleeping boyfriend woke me up by poking me in the shoulder, then shouted, boo, boo, all while giving me a thumbs down. Then just rolled onto his back and folded his <laughs> arms with a little giggle. <laughs> Self-esteem hasn't fully recovered. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm going to try that sometime. Hopefully, like, that, I'm just going to pretend. Exactly. Hopefully that wasn't a commentary of uh, what happened earlier in the night with the uh, yeah. two of them. Yeah, we secret tickle time, babe. Boo! <laughs> All right, let's move on with. Oh, Say what? That's funny. People who've said silly things in their sleep. Uh, this from Twitter user Dr. Sandy Hughes says, A friend's father used to sleepwalk. His mother awoke at 2 a.m. to find his father opening, shutting, opening, shutting, opening, shutting the blinds in the bedroom. She asked what he was doing, and he said, I don't know, but they've got the wrong man for this damn job. I don't know okay. if the job was opening and shutting blinds, but uh, apparently he did not appreciate it. No, he definitely <laughs> did not. It's it's funny with all the sleepwalking. I'm like the opposite. Like uh, like Lacey tend to tends to remind me. Um, she's seen me fall asleep in the middle of a conversation. Um, she's seen me sleep at baseball games, Disney rides, movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, I can fall asleep pretty much anywhere. It's because I. I don't sleep a lot, so when I do, I think those are the, that's when I just kind of glitch. Well, not, so. yeah, not only that, but you're always active. You're always doing something, and so uh, yeah. you know, you you get a full night's sleep in in five minute increments. <laughs> I do, yeah. This small, like today, like it's like during the break, Christian said, "Hey, you, you look a little stoned today." I I don't smoke. I'm just squinty eyed because the lights are elevated, and I think just the way everything is today. I, Hey, man, you look a little out of it, man. (laughs) That's the way it goes. Boo, man, boo. (laughs) Let's move on with... Say what? (laughs) Funny things people have said in their sleep. This from Twitter user Jaffa the Cake. Okay. Last night... I am Jaffa the Cake. Last night, my other half rolled over and whispered, probably not going to need all of these parachutes. I would hope not. I want to know what they were dreaming about because... uh, who would need so many parachutes? I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> All right, moving on. Say what? Twitter user Blot Report says, My partner did something similar, sat bolt upright in bed, pointed at the cat on the end of the bed, and shouted, Dead vegetable. Okay. Do you think Dead it was, vegetable. think it was Mr. Potato Head sitting on the end? Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Dog fart! <laughs> All right, and then uh, finally with uh, say what? people saying silly things in their sleep. You have this from Twitter user Jin says they warned me of goblins. Cute, but you can't trust him. They are sneaky. I'm currently in the bath with one, scrubbing him clean. I laughed so hard I couldn't go back to sleep. My husband didn't believe he said any of those words. The last sentence is a family favorite. So, folks, we are headed into our long break. And uh, you know what? You can't trust goblins. It's just the way it goes. But what you can trust is the news. Take your potty break. Get yourself some tea. And we will see you guys in about seven minutes. Don't go anywhere. We will be kind of right back. Uh, 
Wrap it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Nickel's the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 27th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, who swooped in there right at the last second. Thought maybe the ghost got you. <laughs> yep, just swooped on and didn't uh, really leave the room for that break. So, well, just kind of rearranging some things. That's n- it. Nice. So you look a little less tired, a little less, uh, hey, man, stoned. Hey. Hey, man, you know, there's that time, man, uh, right before the show, man, where I'd like to feel good, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it also, it's also bad because I finally ran out of zip fizz, too, so I don't have, like, that little, like, leaning on my energy boost, so I have to come from within for the energy if only there was some sort of warehouse type store that sold zip fizz in bulk that you could get it easily you know funny story is like i'm at costco every day and uh if i don't buy it uh i don't get breaks so i just have that 30 minute lunch and that's the last thing i ever want to do is buy anything and you have to buy something by the time you close and I usually, by that point, I'm just like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> no, so, no, then I get home and I'm like, son of a bitch, I should have bought it. <laughs> no breaks. That sounds like an OSHA issue. Yeah, managers get, uh, we get a 30-minute lunch. That's about it. Ooh. <laughs> it pays to be a manager, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But, folks, you know what? We are into the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, about our topic of the day. In fact, we want to hear from you so much, we give you the topic 24 hours in advance, so that way you can call in on the Phoenix line and uh, tell us your story, give us your pick, whatever it may be, on that number at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Today's topic is Streaming Wars. A couple weeks ago, we did uh, Streaming Wars, uh, the best TV streaming service. Well, now we're talking best music streaming service. And, uh, you know, there's a handful of them to pick from, obviously some bigger than others, but ultimately it comes down to personal preference. Now, Tony, I know you and I sort of share our favorite yep. with Spotify. Spotify is really, it wasn't the first, but I would say it's the best. Uh, we pay for the premium one, which I think I pay, what, 10 bucks a month, something along those lines, maybe 12 bucks. And uh, I get all the music I could ever want. They have just about every artist, every album. They get a lot of the deluxe editions as well. And then the other thing was uh, I was getting ready to switch away from them because I was uh, not happy with the audio quality. And I realized that you can go in and 
up the audio quality to uh, 320 kilobytes per second and really get crisp, clear music. Obviously, it's not the same as listening to it on a record or a CD, but you get less of that digital feedback, that digital garble. Um, Tony, what's your experience with Spotify? Yeah, Spotify's been fantastic. You turned me on to that probably back in uh, 2012, I'd say 2012, 13, somewhere along there. It's been a while. Um, Yeah, I've I've had it for a while, and I I used to be the guy that was like, well... I'm not paying for a music service. I have the music. I owned, you know, I owned so much uh, CDs that have now been, you know, you've ripped them to your iTunes and all that stuff. And uh, over time, it took me a while to actually buy into the streaming. But uh, that's all I do anymore. I don't uh, buy the albums. I, you know, I would be happy to, like certain bands, like, uh, you know, like 10 Years, 7 Dust. If there's special edition albums that come with perks, I'll buy those. Exactly. Um, to support the artist. But uh, no, I do the streaming. I love it. Um, I've been tempted at times to go to Apple Music um, just because you can actually incorporate your iTunes purchases that you've bought. They may not be on the streaming service, but you can incorporate it. I don't know, and I could be a techno-tart, as they say. <laughs> there, I know you could do it with this one service that I'll get to for the next segment, but I want to know if there's a way you could take your home music and incorporate it with one of these big ones, because I know there's certain tracks that you can't get. There's some rare tracks from like Five Finger Death Punch and Metallica, and you know, I wish there was a way I could incorporate that into my spotify like on a playlist but i haven't haven't been able to do that and i don't think i could do it with itunes either even though like a good example is the uh uh, metallica shows Mm -hmm. so with the ticket you got the live metallica concert from the one you went to the denver show happened to be a really great recording and i have that on my uh phone that i obviously uploaded through itunes but uh can't seem to incorporate that on a streaming and i'd like to just on the go but not sure if you could do that but i do love spotify um like you up the uh sound quality and it's been fantastic um and what's great too is you want to do playlist uh for work it makes it easy you can turn the explicit content off mm-hmm. um so you don't have to worry about the cussing for the people at work you just put it on best of 90s there's a playlist for everything too so uh really fantastic um really like it yeah spotify is awesome not only do they have music but they've also incorporated audiobooks now they've incorporated podcasts uh there's not much you can't get with spotify except for those you know few things that uh, like you had mentioned but then the other thing I love about Spotify is that uh, with my subscription, I also get a subscription to Hulu included. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Me too. You can't beat that. You know, it's it's uh, it's nice when they bundle these things together, and especially when they're great services. So with that yeah. being said, folks, we want to hear from you. What is your favorite music streaming service and why? We gave you ours, but there are still plenty to choose from. When we come back, it is all about you guys. So go ahead and chime in now, and we will talk to you in just a minute. Don't go anywhere.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 27th. We are smack dab in the middle of our interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Easiest way to do that right now and live is on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video, comment in there with your pick for the best music streaming service. We're talking streaming wars today. Now, before the break, Tony and I gave our picks. Uh, Spotify seems to be uh, probably the biggest one, uh, in our opinion, the best, but you may have a different opinion. Now, uh, Tony, uh, anybody chime in on your end as far as their pick for the best music streaming service? Oh, yeah, I've got a few people on this one. So, uh, firstly, uh, superfans Lacey and Mike have chimed in, as well as Annabella. Um, so Lacey's uh, big one is she loves uh, Pandora. Um, she just loves the shuffle modes, and uh, and it's just uh, one of her things that she uses the most. Um, Mike likes Plex, and the reason why he likes Plex is it does what I talked about in the last segment that Spotify doesn't. You can modify it, so... Plex is more of build your own streaming service. You add to your libraries. You can download the app, share it across wherever. You So you could take your home library and literally share it with Plex. You have creative control. It's, it's free to do. So um, if you've got the patience and the skills, which Mike is fantastic at uh, doing that, uh, Plex is a really easy setup for that. So now, admittedly, um, I don't know much about Plex. Obviously, uh, you know, I've set up our podcast to go to Plex so that uh, people can tune in there. But from the way it sounds, it almost sounds like a legal version of what Livewire used to be. I, I guess. Um, I mean, it definitely it's you could share it and stuff. But the good thing is, is you know, you upload the stuff you own and share it that way i'm sure um yeah because if you, it's got to come from somebody serving it so you know it's got to come off a person's server to share i gotcha. would imagine that's how that works okay. i'm sure they'll text me and let me know um annabella also likes pandora she's a big fan of listening to that and lastly our friend stacy um she chimed in a week ago when it was the TV streaming wars, but she had mentioned a music one, and that's Amazon Prime Music. She uses that, and uh, and it's great because if you have like the Alexas and the Echo devices in your house, which thank God that didn't go off, um, <laughs> you can uh, you you have access to all that music. And what's great is is it gives you the lyrics. So if you have like an Echo device. Um, or you're watching it on TV, like when you have get-togethers at your house, mm-hmm. you usually are playing it. Um, it's got the lyrics that goes along with it uh, while giving you little facts. That's something I wish Spotify would incorporate, yeah. would be adding the lyrics. Well, what's interesting, uh, so uh, to touch on a couple of things, Spotify, real quick, if uh, a song has a music video, if you click into the larger um, 
I guess you would call it uh, disc view version um, when you're listening to a song and there has a video. It'll actually show you the video, the music video, instead of the uh, album art cover, which is pretty cool. I think it's something that they just added. Uh, Amazon Music, again, that, uh, you know, if you're already a Prime member, you automatically get Amazon Music. Uh, while it is great for, like you mentioned, we do get-togethers and we'll put it up and they've got, you know, different playlists and quote-unquote radio stations and things like that. Uh, the lyrics aren't always the correct lyrics. <laughs> I've noticed some discrepancies in that. And they don't have quite the catalog that services like Apple Music or Spotify have. This is true. But it's great as a sort of a whole home solution. Uh, and then yeah, you mentioned I found out when trying to play 10 years on there, it kind of caps out uh, a few albums ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned Pandora, which really Pandora was sort of the original streaming service. I think that's the one everybody started with. Um, has a free uh, version, which most of these have free versions as well. Obviously, they include uh, advertisements. The advertisements can be a little intrusive sometimes. And of course, you know, if you are on the free version, you're not going to get the best audio quality available. But at the same time, you know, if you're just looking for music, you don't want to pick specific songs. You're just looking for overall playlists or genres or whatever it may be. You know, Pandora is a great way to go, just like Spotify or Apple Music. Uh, one I didn't realize existed was YouTube Music. Um, I know YouTube has obviously music videos, has, uh, you know, uh, normal videos that uh, people have become stars off, off of, but uh, I didn't realize that there was an actual music streaming service called YouTube Music. Are you familiar with that at all, Tone? No, I, I know like I go down rabbit holes and I'll watch music videos on uh, YouTube. Um, it's a great place to go back and watch a lot of those old ones that you, we used to have ripped to VHS. Like, if you want to go back and watch old school, as uh, Stacy calls it, butt rock uh, <laughs> hair bands. Like, uh, they're fun to go back and see videos. Um, it's great to even see current videos. Like, I didn't realize a lot of bands still do music videos, and and you're able to catch them on uh, Amazon or I mean, excuse me, YouTube. I saw Amazon pop up on my screen, <laughs> so that's why I read that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with uh, the streaming music service, uh, which, hey, you know, they, they're finding other ways to uh, make money because, I mean, you don't pay for the stuff they put up there, but... Man, they get a lot of traffic, though, because almost everyone I know uses YouTube. Yep, that they do. Now, uh, YouTube is obviously owned by Google, and it looks like it uh, is incorporated with Google Play Music. So if you uh, buy albums, if you buy tracks on Google Play Music, you can sort of cross-pollinate with YouTube Music, and uh, it's great for Android users as opposed to you know iPhone users who uh, are a little more used to something like uh, Apple Music, which uh, it used to be Apple iTunes. Um, you know, you had to buy albums, download them. You could mm -hmm. rip your own CDs. And then they came up with their own streaming service, which I've tried it a couple times. It's okay. But uh, again, they run into the thing where they lack a lot of the albums and bands and deluxe editions that uh, for some reason Spotify seems to get. Yeah, well, in the big two, it's Spotify and uh, Apple Music. I mean, those are the typical two whenever a big band releases a a single or an album what i really love too about spotify is it's it's like clockwork new music comes out on friday you get it thursday evening you know like they don't make you wait so if it drops and it's midnight in new york you have it already on 
you know, yours. It's ready to go. Um, and, you know, I like that it suggests. So most of the albums you listen to, if there's something new from them, it automatically puts it in there. Um, I like to build a yearly playlist where I'll discover new artists and bands just based off uh, the the recommendations and the uh, release radar. I'll sample a new song and uh, I come across some cool stuff and sometimes I come across some really bad stuff. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Now, here's a streaming service that I'm only mildly familiar with. You see the ads pop up all the time, but it's a service called Tidal and it's part owned by uh, Jay-Z. And uh, basically, it's the only one that uh, offers uh, lossless audio streaming with sound quality that's virtually identical or better than a CD, uh, which intrigues me. They also include Dolby Atmos surround mixes, which is uh, kind of cool. Uh, nice. Apparently, they have video content, including uh, concert live streams um, and then record reviews, things like that. Uh, apparently, the mobile apps and the web player aren't great, but uh, you know, if you are an audiophile, if you love quality, quality, quality music, that might be the one to check out, especially if you have a Dolby Atmos surround system in your home. Ooh. Well, I, my soundbar or my surround sound system downstairs has it. That way, that'd be kind of neat to check into. Now, what's interesting about that is I've seen a couple soundbars that uh, are supposedly Dolby Atmos. I don't know how they do it because Dolby Atmos is literally uh, speakers that would be surrounding you and above you as well. How do they create that effect with a single well, sound bar? this one has the speakers. It comes with the additional speakers. It's not just the sound bar. Oh, okay. All right. That makes like more sense. Like it's got subwoofer. It's got the other side speakers, the Samsung. It's It's awesome. Like I said, it's got me some complaints, and it's never really that loud. It gets me some complaints. So. <laughs> it's the bass. It's always the bass yeah, that gets people. Always the bass. And then finally, uh, and you know, you folks are more than welcome to chime in on our uh, comment section of our Facebook page, but uh, wanted to give sort of an honorable mention to SoundCloud. Now, SoundCloud isn't sort of a mainstream music streaming service. It's more for music creators. And there's a lot of people who get discovered via their SoundCloud channels and what they upload through there. And a lot of rappers with the uh, uh, name prefix Lil, so Lil Tony. Lil, Lil Funko, <laughs> and uh, don't know why that's a thing, but uh, you know, if you are a music creator, it seems to be that uh, SoundCloud is the place to go to for that. Yeah, I think that's great for upcoming bands, indie bands, and stuff. And uh, you know, it's not that hard too for indie uh, artists to get on to uh, Spotify either. Not to keep chipping away like saying Spotify, Spotify, but. Uh, you know, like a lot of my, I have a buddy I work with. He's had a couple of up and coming bands and he's got it on Spotify. So at least it's really easy to recommend to check out. Like I typically tell people about our show. I'm like, hey, you have Spotify or Apple Music? They're like, aha. I'm like, this, you can get my podcast and uh, radio show there. So, and they look and they're like, oh, it's you. <laughs> and, and then. The neat thing with that is that if you subscribe to an artist or a podcast, anytime there's a new episode or album or track, you're updated automatically that it's out. So uh, it makes things that much easier. But folks, that does it for our interactive topic of Streaming Wars, the best streaming music service. When we come back, we will be talking Missed Connections. We haven't done it in a while. We love the segment. We will see you guys in just a few. Thank you. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 27th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our interactive portions of the show, whatever the topic of the day might be. For instance, tomorrow's topic is terrible movie trailers. Obviously, movie trailers, you know, they're, they're supposed to get you excited for movies. They're supposed to give you a little tease of what to expect. But sometimes they give you the whole thing or all of the funny parts uh, show up in the trailer and then you go see the movie and those were the only funny parts. So we want to hear from you guys on uh, what your pick is for the worst movie trailer ever. Um, and it could be for any of those reasons or any other reason for that matter. The number to call is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to revisit something that we've done uh, a number of times on here. You know, back in the day, the way you met people were going out to the bar and then the age of the Internet came. And, yeah, you had dating services like Match.com and and things along those lines. But uh, Craigslist, which is best known for being able to sell your used stuff, also had a section called Missed Connections. These were people who ran into somebody maybe out in the wild and uh, something happened that they weren't able to connect. They weren't able to get a phone number or an email address. And so they're throwing it out there for the world to see, hopefully, hoping that uh, that person contacts them back and uh, that they can uh, you know, create that missed connection. Well, we pull up the list of the funniest missed connections. And uh, boy, I love going through, through these. Tony, are you ready to start running these down? Oh, I'm ready to just... I'm ready. Ready All for right. some laughter, some levity. Let's start with our first misconnection. The title, You Stepped on My Penis, Man for Woman, 33. Me in spandex on the floor mat looking ace as hell. You on the treadmill running from me. You fell off, stumbled back, and stepped on my penis. I will let you do it again if you want. Next time, just ask. Oh, yeah. That's... Wait, is this thing is this thing an anaconda? Is this thing like a thirteen is a thirteen inch python? Like what the heck? How do you, uh, how do you step on it? But the nice thing about this is it's complete with a Photoshop of I assume the guy's face in sort of a uh, and you know the what's the best way to describe it? Sort of a Borat bikini in spandex and uh, I like you step on the anaconda is nice. <laughs> Now, Tony, I know you typically pull up some uh, local misconnections to you. Yeah. Uh, don't know if you had I a chance to. I have some locals and some faraway land ones. All right. But, uh, go ahead and go with yours. I doubt you read these, but it's worth the chance. You were in Vestas working clothes at the liquor store by Sonic last night. You were in blue pants and blue Vestas shirt. And Vestas is a gas station. Oh, okay. Uh, nice, long, curly hair. You were buying a blunt wrap. We had a quick convo about the incident that happened at the loafing jug. If you think this is you, let me know. And what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> Ooh, well, hey, I'm... blunt rap lady. I bet he wants to give her a loafing jug. Giggity, giggity, yeah. Giggity. <laughs> 
Speaking of which, this one uh, titled, I'll Still Take You Even With Your Rap Sheet, Man for Woman 38, says, Holly, I saw your picture in the mugshots on the Tribune's website. You look fantastic, especially for a girl who's just been busted for pot. I believe that every girl deserves a second chance, and I want to be the guy who gives it to you. I bet he does. Please write back and let me know when you're free. I'm willing to wait 30 to 60 days if that's what it takes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for her to yeah, get out of uh, jail. Yeah. So <laughs> That's crazy. Um in Loveland, this is why married. This there's always like people trying to, trying to take your person. In Loveland, we were just at the hotel pool. You were there with your husband and daughters. And I was swimming with my ex and daughter. You are very sexy in your black suit and have a cute family. We shared a few words about the kiddos going down the slide. If you see this, I'd love to connect. She she's married. Right. Like. And he's there with like, his he, ex and his kids. Yeah, like th- th- he, she ain't connecting with you, bro. Uh, you know, Whoa, stranger well, things have happened. I'm sure. There you go. Hello, nurse. This one, obviously, it makes sense. You know why they didn't reach out to him at the location. Titled "Lady at the Funeral," man for woman fifty. I saw you at the funeral, and I couldn't take my eyes off of you. I think you uh, wanted to look at me, but you couldn't. You just stayed in the corner. Your hair was blonde. I was wearing the dark suit. I brushed against your hand briefly, but you didn't react. You were like an angel in a room full of grief, the center of attention. I hope they have keyboards in heaven so you can write me back. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He was writing to the dead woman. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, it's a little. Oh yeah. Well, screw you guys. I'm going home. That's just weird. A little morbid. All right. Yeah. You were so pretty. Brown hair. Kind of hippie. Around one Tuesday. Very well built. I would very much like to see more of you. Me. 56, 185 pounds male. Talk to me, Tom. <laughs> well, if that's you, reach out to Tom because. Uh, hey, Tom. Sounds like a good guy. And he's 56, yeah. so he's still got some years ahead of him. And Tom! Let's move on with some funny missed connections. This one titled, You Saw Me on the Balcony of Our Hotel, Man for Woman 25. Well, this is very awkward, but I figured I would post it anyway in hopes that you see this because I'm sure we are not from the same state or city. Anyways, I had an extra half hour in my hotel room to myself. I was extremely horny and kind of feeling adventurous. I decided to go out on the hotel balcony and, well, rub one out in hopes that a woman would see, but pretty sure nobody would. Well, you did see, and I decided not to stop. I would have shown everything, but it looked like you pulled out your camera phone, and I did not want to be on your uh, camera, so I finished quickly, and that was that. I went back out to the balcony after I finished, and you shouted something to me. Let me know what hotel we stayed at and what you shouted at me. I would love to chat. Okay. Uh, That's just flat out Reminds me of like David Spade from Tommy Boy. (laughs) <laughs> right? Is he a favorite member of the Yankees, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This one's titled... Uh, this one's from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, it's titled, Prick on the Patio at Wild Wings. For your own health and general good of society, I need you to find Jesus. 
If he doesn't work for you, take up yoga or progressive muscle relaxation. Maybe even give Valium a try. Better yet, seek counseling from a licensed therapist. Because, buddy, you don't know me, but you seem crazy. I'm the lady seated next to you on the patio at Wildwing Cafe in North Charleston today. Instead of a nice lunch with my mother, I was treated to your delightful 45-minute uh, tirade of filth. Your performance of what I can only assume was a toddler's temper tantrum was truly inspired. FYI, in most civilized society, when the lovely woman dining with you repeatedly begs you to shh, you really should shut up. Given the actual child at your table seems to still be of impressionable age, I strongly encourage you to expand your vocabulary as something of a word enthusiast myself. I was impressed with your highly diverse use of explicitives. Who wasn't marveled at the myriad nuances of the F-bomb? It won Matt Damon and Ben Affleck an Oscar for Good Will Hunting. Pretty sure I read an article about how people swear are more creative too. But time and place, man. Time and place. (laughs) Sunday supper at Wild Wings patio. Crawling with my kids is neither the time nor place. Judgy vocabulary, critique aside... Here's an observation I think is relevant in the course of about an hour. You had one positive thing to say about anything, and I do mean anything. It came like car bingo for us, waiting to see if you were pleased or grateful about anything in your life. Cute kid, incredibly patient woman, decent life according to your humble brags, name brand clothes, several beers, table full of food, and my happy bingo board stayed blank. If it was a racial slur bingo, winnings would be a plenty. <laughs> oh, and this thing just goes on and on. Just ends basically, you should really settle down, quit being an asshat. That was a really long rant. Sounds like love at first sight. Actually, yeah. it sounds more like she just loves to hear the sound of her own voice because uh, that just went on and on and on about. Oh, yes, it did. Something that no, I, nobody's ever I copied it because I was like, cool, prick at the patio, asshat. There was another one that included uh, a lot of self-pleasuring, but I was like, ooh, that's a little too uh, too much, uh, well, I thought. This so. one had a lot of self-pleasuring just in the uh, type text. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, this one titled Eyes Met During Bank Robbery, Man for Woman 60. I know this is a long shot. I was behind you in line when the robbers came in and shouted, hit the floor. You, tall, lovely earmuffs holding some kind of automotive tool. Me, tall, yellow jacket, and a fresh haircut. Our eyes met under the desk. I picked up your purse the one with the odd spoon in it. We chatted about how dumb the Republican candidates performed in the debates. I would have asked you for your number, but was shy. Besides, the gunman told me not to move. After we lost our wallets, you smiled. I smiled back. I think we made a connection while losing our credit cards. If you see this ad, please tell me what bank it was and color sneakers I had on. I hope you see this. Perhaps coffee sometime. Okay. Yellow coffee! I guess love truly can be found anywhere. Well, folks... Love is everywhere. That does it for this version of Misconnections. Folks, when we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, January 27th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. <laughs> that was a fun yes. While you, yes. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. It did is you call caring. Google Googer? I did call it Googer. Hey, Googer. Googer. Googer Booger. Picker. Flicker. Ah, good old Google. Snickers, Twixers. Well, folks, being that it is the final segment of the show, as we like to do each day, drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right. Kicking off this day in history, this day in 1591, Scottish schoolmaster Dr. John Fian is burned for witchcraft at Castle Hill, Edinburgh, by order of King James VI, part of the Berwick Witch Trials. Toasty! Ooh, bye-bye, friend. Ooh, I wonder what he did to uh, be named a witch. Did he uh, impart knowledge? Did he do math? God forbid. Oh, he probably did the math. He's evil, I say. Evil! (laughs) Let's move on this day. In 1671, Pirate Henry Morgan lands at the gates of Panama City. Is that the same as Captain Morgan? Yar! Be down the Captain Henry Morgan down in Panama. Yar! (laughs) Tony, have you ever done the uh, Captain Morgan from How I Met Your Mother? Um, I probably have drunk, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Folks, if you don't know what that is, look it up. Let's move on this day in 1820. The Russian Antarctic expedition led by Fabian Gottlieb von Bellingshausen and Mikhail Lazarev discovered the continent of Antarctica. Um, Boy, that must have been a boring discovery. Just ice and snow for as far as the eye can see. Yeah, they're like, we're here in Antarctica. I mean, these expeditions back in the day, I, I couldn't imagine those being very fun at all no no all all those months at sea you having to worry about getting scurvy and then you land on a continent like antarctica yeah then you're stuck yeah like how do they eat and how do they stay afloat to find all these things a lot of preserved foods yikes lots of salt let's move on this day in 1825 Sadly, a stain on uh, U.S. history. U.S. Congress approves Indian Territory, uh, basically present-day Oklahoma, clearing the way for the forced relocation of the eastern Indian tribes via the Trail of Tears. Uh, Again, our history in the U.S. has been uh, stained in more than one occasion. This probably one of the biggest. Yeah, sad. It is. Sad day in American history. Yeah. Uh, in lighter news, you'll see what I did there in a second. In 1880, this day, Thomas Edison patents the electric incandescent lamp. 
lighter Good news. Good job there, Edison. Lamp. That's quite the medicine. <laughs> Let's move on. This day in 1895, Marius Petipa and Lev Ivanov's revival of Pyotr Tchaikovsky's ballet Swan Lake premieres in St. Petersburg. Um, never seen a ballet, but uh, you know, I think Swan Lake is probably the most well-known of all the ballets. Yep, I, I know Swan Lake from uh, the graduation episode of Say by the Bell. <laughs> Nothing like seeing Zach, Kelly, Screech, Slater, Jesse, and Lisa dancing. And that, that was the infamous uh, uh, Slater in spandex there, too. Uh, see, folks, yeah. if we don't get our history from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, we get it from Saved by the Bell. It's, uh, there you go. It's the way we work. Let's move on this day in 1926. Physicist Erwin Schrodinger publishes his theory of wave mechanics and presents what becomes known as the Schrodinger equation in quantum mechanics. I wonder what his cat thought of that. Yeah, better better a Schrodinger. How do you say his name? Schrodinger. Schrodinger. It's better to be a Schroeder than a Schroeder. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, as far as this cat goes, I guess we'll, we'll never know. Yeah, yeah he's the output uh folks if you don't know schrodinger's cat look it up that's what google's for all right let's move on this day in 1956 heartbreak hotel single released by elvis presley his first million selling single that's uh that was a big big heartbreak hotel honka burn love i took a dump and i died honka honka your impression's getting a little bit better, Tone. A little better. It's still pretty bad. Let's move on. This date in 1967, a fire in the Apollo 1 command module kills astronauts Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger B. Chaffee during a launch rehearsal. Um, again, being the first to do anything comes with its perils, and obviously in this case, uh, a big one. Uh, it wasn't until Apollo 13 that was, what, the first to land on the moon? So uh, they yes. had 12 other tries between then. Yeah, it's always, like you said, this risky. If you want to be the first ever, it might come at a cost. Uh, definitely, definitely. Let's move on. This day in 1976, Laverne and Shirley TV spinoff from Happy Days, uh, starring Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams premieres on ABC TV. Uh, Tony, did you ever watch any Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, any of those old mid-70s uh, sitcoms? My mom watched some of it. Like, I remember Laverne and Shirley because uh, that was the one doing it away. And they were, like, on the bike. And then, they, you know, they put the glove on the – they worked in that beer factory or whatever. And then it was famously recreated by Wayne and Garth in Wayne's World. I was just... What are we doing? We got Alice Cooper tickets. All right, let's go. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if uh, your your remembrance of that was more Wayne's World it, or the it actual was more Laverne Wayne's World than it was Laverne and Shirley. But that was the song, though, like doing it our it way. It was, yeah. Yeah, and, I have that jam in my head. So, and my question is, was this before or after uh, the Fonz jumped the shark? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he literally, literally tried to jump a shark on that show. <laughs> Hey! Let's move on. This day in 1984, Milk and Honey, album by John Lennon and new nails on a chalkboard, Yoko Ono is released, featuring unreleased recordings made during the 1980 double fantasy sessions, including including Grow Old With Me, none of which Ooh. I want to hear because, as I mentioned, Yoko Ono's voice is literally like nails but on a chalkboard. You, I, I, have a so I have a sample from that oh, album. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, there's more to it. Yep. <laughs> 
that, that's my favorite part of that song. Uh, they must have digitally remastered Yoko oh, Ono because she this, sounds this better. This was than my that. best part. This is when she gets deep on that on her vocals. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it just really hits that milk and honey notes. <laughs> that it does. <laughs> Same day in 1984, Michael Jackson is famously burned during filming for a Pepsi commercial. Toasty. Oh, I remember that. He he. He had too much hair product. Oh yeah. Uh, it was during his very popular one, you know. Was, uh, somebody was happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have taken the high ground there, Michael. Exactly. This day in 1989, Detroit Red Wings center Steve Eiserman Yeserman becomes the fourth Yeser. NFL and sorry NHL player to record 100 points in 50 games or less with a goal and two assists as the Red Wings beat. The ter- beat Toronto eight to one. Boy, eight to one—that's a high-scoring game in hockey. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one. That's kind of like uh, my Avalanche last night beating the San Jose Sharks seven to three. It was like nice. Yeah, good. <laughs> Let's move on. This day in 1992, Mike Tyson goes on trail on trial for rape. He is found guilty. Spinal. This spinal injury. Sometimes we do messed up stuff when we're effed up. <laughs> Not that messed up. All right, uh, let's move on. This day in 2004, yeah, single released by Usher featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. It is the Grammy Award Best Rap Sung Collaboration for 2005 and Billboard Song of the Year in 2004. And, of course, Lil Jon's catchphrase. Song. Yeah, it was. Ugh. Not my favorite. Yeah, though. and it was uh, also um, that song... Like when Ludacris came on, it always threw me off because he didn't call Usher Usher. He called him Ursher. Ursher. <laughs> Ursher gonna bring it back. Ursher. I'm like, what? He Is added a uh, extra consonant he, in there. Yeah. It's Ursher. <laughs> well, folks, as we do to round out the day, let's run down some of today's holidays, shall we? This is where we talk about what's go- going on for the day. Some weird ones today for sure. For instance, today is International Day of Commemoration in the Memory of the Victims of the Holocaust. Try saying that five times fast. Put me back in the fridge. Ooh, maybe not the best soundbite for uh, <laughs> talking about the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> today, okay. today is Library Shelfie Day. See what they did there? Okay. Here's one I can get behind. National Chocolate Cake Day. After you finish that chocolate cake, you're going to need Thomas Crapper Day. Yes, he founded the toilet. It is National Geographic Day, or would that be National National Geographic Day? It is Punch the Clock Day. It is Vietnam Peace Day as well. Well, folks. It's also Plan a Vacation Day. That was a couple days ago, I think. But uh, Let's go, Bob. Folks, that does it for our Wednesday show. We will be back tomorrow with Florida Man. Boy, screwed that one up. But in any case, folks, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace!